everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello. Across from me is the unfamous, infamous Cyrus Amundsen. That was both hurtful and hurtful. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am... Oh, man, I'm just having the time of my life. Jenna and I, my wife, before I came on air, we're trying to pick... Uh, we need to get a we need to buy a new paint for yeah. a room in our home and uh we were on Lowe's website okay and we they have a list of colors and then they have their top like their most popular color it do you want to know what everybody else is buying at Lowe's and it Chad it's a color <laughs> that they named agreeable gray and that's I can't stop laughing. Fuck, it, they had to have had a meeting at Lowe's where, like, we were having way too many divorces start in the paint aisle, guys. <laughs> you know what agreeable gray ends with? Uh, murderous red blood. <laughs> Just a streak of blood that goes, because they finally get it, and one of them goes, well, this doesn't look right dry, and just, squit, done. Jugular. The three walls are agreeable gray, and then we have an accent wall that's my husband's red. <laughs> Dude, I just uh, I just think it's so funny. You just show up at Lowe's. Like, here are our top colors. Obviously, we got agreeable gray. That's the number one seller for us here. You're going to love it. Uh, <laughs> second one is couples therapy green. That's great. People really like that. And then we have uh, third most popular is missionary sex while you pretend I'm someone else yellow. So just take <laughs> we now further down the list, we do have a couple of colors here. We have mommy's moving out maroon <laughs> <laughs> and daddy's not even going to get you a birthday gift purple. <laughs> yeah. Lowe's would be the only store I would ever shop at if they would just honestly name all their products based upon the way you feel about the relationships in your life. That would be perfect. Hey, come on in. Yeah, you looking for a lawnmower? We got a great selection. Great. First of all, right there, if you want a Toro, that's my son is a piece of shit. The the 220 right there. <laughs> Let's go ahead to this next aisle. We have, I'm sorry, do you want to repeat yourself? I'm holding a chainsaw. Chainsaw. <laughs> just nonstop. Just... <laughs> yep. And if, if you're looking for some new shingles for your home, Right here, we got a nice line of I played high school football and nothing has gotten better since then. So I'm slowly <laughs> unraveling shingles. Uh, they're pretty popular. They're a pretty popular uh, a brand of shingle in this town. Now, you do get 20% off if you are wearing your Letterman's jacket. <laughs> oh, so I get 40% off then. <laughs> I did. I had uh, one time this guy came to my house. I was cutting trees down because I was making stairs down to the river. Mm -hmm. And this guy was over there and he goes, uh, you know what? We're trying to have a picnic. It's pretty loud over here. And I just kept going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I go, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. No, we're just having it. And finally he walks so close to me and I go, dude, don't make me mad. I'm holding a fucking <laughs> chainsaw. What are you doing? I have a horror film prop in my hands. Why are you trying to conflict with me right yeah, now? I'm, I'm going to have to excavate this dirt and bury posts you don't think i can bury pieces of you with it come on you fuck 
Dude, I don't spend any time at Lowe's. That's why we're, it's, we weren't looking online because of the pandemic. We were looking online because I hate being emasculated. And Lowe's, <laughs> Lowe's is like the Hall of Fame of male emasculation because I don't, I'm capable. I'm not some weak, can't do anything man, but I, I'm, if, I'm not going to pretend that I know the terms. And there's nothing worse than walking into Lowe's and being like, I need a screw. And having some like 22 year old asshole be like, what kind of screw? And you're like, ah, oh, you're going to not respect me at all. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that screws. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the hole for where it goes. Do you have any of for the hole where it goes? <laughs> I feel like we're doing a Brian Regan bit right now. The screw in the hole goes in the hole. When you're done, would you like to just come home and put your seed in my wife because I can't do it? <laughs> so, can, yeah, that would be, that's my new favorite character is Lowe's Brian Regan. You, uh, we almost didn't, we almost had the first Chad is not here guest, uh, guest host episode this week because we you texted me to let me give the audience the trajectory you texted me a couple days ago and said i think i have covid true and i got really worried because a i love you and b i don't think that's a cool way to end our show so and c if i do have covid i'm like in the spot where it kills you because i'm uh clinically obese (laughs) yeah On on that doctor scale we've talked about it yeah, and I've been on. I actually was on the seat the moment you sent me. I went on the CDC website for risk factors, and one of them was wide tit. If you have wide tit, yep, great. You are you are in percentage. Well, when I lay down, it squishes. They squish my lungs. <laughs> that already puts you behind the eight ball. So then, Although I will tell you this: for anyone listening that follows me on Instagram, I think you all got to see. My former athletic side, where I jumped two Adirondack chairs off my dock into the water. You leapt over two of them. And that was like a week, probably a week ago, and I wasn't even sore the next day. Well, that's amazing. You texted me. (laughs) At that Chad Daniels. You texted me a day after your fear of your COVID uh, as you were going into the doctor to say that you now thought it was sun poisoning. And now we're sitting here and you are once again concerned that it is COVID. So now that I've told the entire story, Chad, tell us the story. Well, sun poisoning, listen, I've checked out all the all the facts on it and the symptoms normally last two to three days. Well, I'm on my fourth day and I'm still I still have a fever. So last night my fever breaks overnight. Here's here's kind of how the fevers have gone, right? I Woke up the day after golf. Now, by the way, I'm normally really good with sunscreen. For some reason, I was in a hurry. I had to go to the course, help a friend do some stuff before the round. And I just forgot to put on sunscreen. And I was fucking freaking out because after the round, I looked at my calves. And you know when you get so sunburned, there's like white splotchy shit along with it? Yeah. <laughs> that, not, not great. So when you get sun poisoning, it infects your blood. So yeah. it was just... So I'm having the chills and I'm having a fever. My first fever, it's about 99. So I think ah, I can I can live with 99. I run a little hot anyways. Next day I wake up 100.7. 
Yikes. So then it goes back down. Last night, 101.5. So that's a big one. I mean, it hurt to shut my eyes because my eyeballs were so hot. The good news Ooh. is I'm not coughing. Yep. I'm not, I have no lung stuff. So I don't really know what the fuck is happening because, uh, but I have to go, I'm going to go get tested today, this morning, Monday morning. I this mean, I'm, is, I'm saying that we're not recording it Monday morning, but when people are listening, but this Monday is morning. the day because you you originally were going to get tested this past week. And then when you thought it was sun poisoning, you put it off. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I was supposed to play in, you know, the golf courses club championship this weekend, all this stuff. And I, I've just been quarantining because I don't want anyone to get sick if if I have it now, if I do have it, it is covid. I mean, I'm tough as shit because I'm not even coughing yet. <laughs> Will if you have it. Let's say you have it and you survive it. Will that change your mentality? Not in terms of like affecting other people, but will you just the moment you recovered, will you be like, I'm a person. I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I want forever. I already had it. it, it will you no. feel like you're a, you've are, you're already a vampire. You might as well go out and start sucking blood. No, I think that I will sell my blood at a, like a lemonade stand situation where I'll be like, mm -hmm. listen, motherfuckers, antibodies right here absolutely get your antibodies if there's a system where we could hook up a blood tube running from you to me two benefits one maybe we keep me safe and alive from covid two blood brothers which i've always wanted to be with someone <laughs> absolutely not what are we gonna do it in a tree fort get the fuck out of here <laughs> no, i think i think it's cool i think we should be blood brothers i think blood brothers takes on a whole like when you're a kid blood brothers is like a cool thing you do and when you're an adult, being blood brothers is just taking a risk about each other's past behaviors. <laughs> right. It's just like, well, I didn't have my needle with me. <laughs> so now we're blood brothers. Yeah, we just, we just cut and mash hands. And now we have to talk about our sexual histories. Oh, God damn it. We just stop. <laughs> hey, but listen to this. So blood infection, sun poisoning. Yeah. My right hip, the one that got replaced, mm -hmm. has been very sore for as many days as I've had the fever. So now I wonder, did I infect my surgery site? Interesting. I got a lot of shit going on over here, Amundsen. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we don't know. I got the antibody test to figure out if what I had in February was COVID and the thing that destroyed me for two weeks. And to be completely honest, is still having negative effects on my body. And uh, after I paid multiple hundred dollars for that test, then a bunch of people came out and were like, yeah, those tests are really, you know, they don't really work. Right. So it's like 50%, right? Yeah. Something like so that. So we have, uh, we have no idea. We have absolutely zero idea. Well, I'm just going to keep staying home and uh, enjoying the shit I have around me. And then maybe in like three years, I'll go do something. Oh, shit. I need to tell you about the shit that I had around me this week. Okay. <laughs> so I, so here's why I'm giggling. It's your facial expressions, and I know not everyone can see them, but it is just like you get this little kid when the parent – it's like imagine a little kid that is listening to his dad yell at his dog because the dog shit in the hallway, and then as soon as the parents are like out of earshot, the little kid turns to his friend and goes, it was me. I shit in the hallway. It's that look. It's ridiculous. I just am so, I can't wait to tell you this. So, 
we were on Tuesday morning. We were in the house. Uh, my brother, his wife, me, my wife. We're all living together. We're all upstairs, upstairs living mm-hmm. room. And a bird ran into the side of our house. Okay. And Chad, I'm going to guess he was going 380 miles per hour. (laughs) Hold on. You're so fucking weird. He, there, this, the noise that this didn't, first of all, this, I'm, my guess is it's a bird suicide because it didn't hit a window. It hit the siding of the house at a speed that is almost unimaginable. And so I don't know if he just went through a bird divorce, if he lost his bird job, but he, I'm pretty sure he decided to end it. And the noise that it made when it hit our house, it sounded like a fucking mortar was striking our building. And Greg and I are dumb hicks. So we heard it and we're like, oh, it's happening. The neighbor's fired. Like, turn on the news, see what's like, we're like, (laughs) you ran your drills. This is what we prepared for. Put the baby in the basement. We're going to survive whatever this is. Sure. Now, before you keep going, I do want to just say, if you you have been through a divorce or have lost your job, you don't have to end it. No. Right? I'm, I'm living proof. I'm sitting right here talking to you. You have gone through both those things. I've gone through both things. I've and lost you my have, job right now. And you have yet to fly into the side of my house. Right. I did jump over to Adirondack chairs. And so <laughs> this thing falls down onto our deck and we go out there. And because Jenna is a borderline sociopath, she sees the bird body and immediately goes, I'll get a shovel and throw it in the trash. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little more emotional right now. So my immediate instinct was like, pump the brakes. Let's, you know, the bird doesn't deserve the trash. And then I reeled it back in for a sec. Cause I was about <laughs> to pitch that we should like have a bird. We should bury the bird under a tree or some shit. It's just mm-hmm. too much. I don't, I don't need to be that guy. Uh, but then Greg and I started talking about it and this, I mean, this bird was something, man. He went into the house pretty hard, and I think he deserves a hero's goodbye. Absolutely. So, so we decided to throw a Viking funeral for the bird. Are, <laughs> are you familiar with the Viking funeral? Oh, I sure am, yeah. <laughs> so if you are not the Vikings, the Nords, the people of the North, uh, they would put a body on a basically a floating casket and they would push it out to sea and then they would shoot a flaming arrow that would light it on fire, burn it up, and then it would sink to the bottom of the water. Is that a good explanation? I think that's a great explanation. So I went out in the garage and I found a piece of styrofoam and an old Nike shoe box and I would duct tape, I built a floating coffin and mm-hmm. then I took a bunch of napkins and I, I sprinkled them with lawnmower gas. And then okay. uh, I put the bird body in the, in the shoebox and we headed off to what I'm going to say is a, uh, I'm not ready to reveal state park location because of what is certainly the illegality of this behavior. Yeah, I have one question while you're telling me this story. When Jenna gets mad at you for not having the clothes folded or something, does this register with you where it's like, 
Oh, yeah, I, I have wasted a bunch of time doing something that I could have been doing something else. No, uh, Jenna Moore, we, she just really appreciates me being invested in things during this time when <laughs> she I, is barely fucking hanging on. Yeah. That is the attitude of someone that is clinging. Well, I think if you were married right now, or if I were to talk to your current significant other, I think they would appreciate the mentality of someone who's just hoping somebody else has something to help them get through when everything's falling apart. So <laughs> I think when she finds out Greg and I are going to throw a Viking funeral, she thinks, well, at least, yeah, good. Put on some nice pants. Like she at least, really... at least they're not going to be in the house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we get down to the shore of this river and greg pushes the bird he floats him out into the water and i have a book of matches and <laughs> and so i'm gonna flick a match into the coffin and boom it's gonna go up in flames and i guess maybe i've watched too many movies but that's not a thing you can't flick a match you, I don't know if you know how wind or the earth or science or any of that shit works. The moment you, you light a tiny stick on fire and then try to flick it through the air, it immediately goes out. Sure. I, I have to tell you something. I used to bartend, and one of the coolest bartending tricks I ever learned was you would leave the match in the matchbook. You would fold it over so the head of the match was on that little sandpaper part that strikes it. Mm-hmm. Then you would basically snap your fingers to light it while you were kind of tossing the matchbook down the bar for someone who was trying to light a cigarette. I used to, I'm old, so you used to be able to smoke in bars when I started bartending. Where the fuck were you? Do you want me to break it wide open for everybody? I that wasn't fucking invited. <laughs> People think we're these friends that fucking hang out all the time. We barely talk anymore because of this fucking podcast. I don't get invited anywhere. Nothing. Don't don't you put that on me. Don't you dare put that on me. You put that on the pandemic where it belongs. That's fair. So I try unsuccessfully five times. It, it took that's how stupid I am. It took me to the fifth match to go. Maybe it's the wind. And then my brother Greg condescendingly went, fuck, give it to me. And then he tried to flick four matches, which all also went out. So mm -hmm. two dumb shit brothers unsuccessfully flicked nine matches into a river. And then he had to <laughs> wade out to get it. So our new plan was he wades out in the river to get our, our, our floating coffin back. And so now we're, instead of like really sending it out, we're just going to send it out just a little ways and light it on fire and then let the current catch it. Sure. And so we do that. And I, on the first try, I lob the match instead of flicking and poof, these napkins go up in flames. And for, for a split second, it was maybe the coolest shit in the history of the world. So it, the flames are enormous inside the shoebox, but... <laughs> They just kind of burned, and then they didn't really catch on to the, the cardboard shoebox or the styrofoam <laughs> underneath, and then, Chad, it just floated away. Yep. And so there's just a fucking 
floating bird grave that just <laughs> took off down the river that we couldn't retrieve. And I just couldn't stop laughing about the idea of some dad and his son like fishing by the side of the river. And his son's like, dad, look, a boat. Can I get it? And 38 years later, he's in therapy talking about why he can't form connections with people because every time he looks at his kids, he just sees a charred bird corpse. Why would they send that? So, yeah, it just, it was hey, a dad. Fucking... Hey, dad, what's this? And his dad just goes, This is the genesis of a psychopath <laughs> yeah, yeah. torturing an animal. Yeah, the fact that you would have to know that somebody around you thought that like you we we definitely looked like we were sending a message to somebody downriver. <laughs> the dad's just like get your shit son get your shit <laughs> we're going i don't have any of those fun thing i mean i have been you know my my thing is i go out once in a very long time and uh i start shit even when it doesn't need to be started mm -hmm. i called a guy here's what's interesting to me i've i've lost my ability to really break down a situation and hurt Recently, another you think i think so okay. and to hurt another human being with my words because i pulled into a gas station and i pulled in behind a guy and there were some other ones but i didn't want to have to do like a five point turnabout to get to it yep and so i had my windows down and he goes <clears throat> i'm gonna be here a while and i go great i have nowhere to be not a problem and then he goes, uh, well, can you back up? I got to get the cans out of my truck. I go, yeah, of course. And then uh, when he put the cans back in, I moved my car up and he goes, what are you doing? And I go, hey, man, don't worry about it, pal. I said, pal. I don't know if you've ever ended a sentence with pal, but it doesn't even sound like the end of a sentence. It sounds like you're going to continue because the L is such a soft letter. So it's like, hey, pal. And I just had to continue talking like, hey, pal, I'm I'm gonna. I had to end it in a different way. And that made me start thinking about. Here's what I here's initially what I thought when you say pal and hold the L, it sounds like let's say you were at the river, right? You can hear the, the gurgling of the river mm -hmm. water. Yeah. It sounds like the gurgling sound moves with the river, right? Do you see what I'm saying? I don't pow, at all. Pow, and it goes away from you. That's okay. why. So then I started thinking, because I had tons of time. This guy had so many gas cans to fill up. Then I started thinking, that's why swear words are so efficient, right? The end with the hardness. Well, they start with a harsh sound, right? <sighs> like F or SH, right? It's almost like... I'm going to start this word and huh. hopefully get a little fucking spittle on you. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Fuck. And it ends yeah. so sharply. Yep. Fuck. Shit. And it just feels, it's like a little yoga for your soul. Yes. So then when I realized that, and the guy still was kind of giving me looks, I just kept going, fuck, shit. And he must have thought, this dude probably gives birds viking funerals <laughs> he must have thought i was absolutely insane because i'm just sitting in my car like just kind of rocking to music going fuck shit it was so ridiculous 
And I wish I could go back and stop it from happening. But pal really sent me over an edge of uh, inner thoughts. He definitely thinks you're the biggest pussy in the world because you're the sort of guy who will try to say something to him. But you're such a you're such a weakling that you end it with pal. And then you're mad at yourself for saying pal. And so you now you're just cursing to yourself. But you don't have you don't have the courage to step out of your vehicle and actually say it to him. There are times when I'm telling stories on this show that I really do hope that the person involved for some reason listens. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday morning, they're driving to wherever work or whatever, and they go, oh, that's what was happening. Okay. <laughs> that makes they, sense. They just have to live with a mystery for the next <laughs> right. few decades. Just goes home 10 years later, he hears somebody go, fuck shit. And he goes, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was at a gas station once. That's what I often think about with your stories is this guy getting home to his wife. She's like, I was getting gas, Kenneth. Well, you're not going to believe it, darling. This fella called me pal like we were friends and then started having some sort of curse word heart attack in his vehicle. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't make sense with it neither here nor there. I don't know why that's that guy's voice. I will say this because... Sometimes with the Southern accent, it's so slow that I think it does give someone who speaks in a Southern accent time to think about things more than if you're speaking very quickly. Yeah. And so, so when he's like, I could not figure it out, neither here nor there, Darla. Or did you say Darlene? I can't remember what you called her. Who gives a shit? Uh, do you know that Sturgis is happening? Oh, uh, what are you doing to me? You know that I know, you piece of shit. You know that I know. I do. I do. It's on the list. <laughs> you know that I know Sturgis is happening. I wasn't convinced uh, we should discuss Sturgis. Here's, because I, I don't want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a big old preface up front, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm not About to shit on someone alert. About to shit on someone alert. I'm, I have my opinions about the things that should be, happening in our country right now but i'm sure. not i'm not interested in discussing them and all i want to do is every once in a while scream them into facebook and then just walk away yeah i, uh, I follow you on facebook i know <laughs> so i i think w i am in a unique situation where i very badly would like this country open because my livelihood is tied to that we are stand-up comedians who perform in crowds and i work in sports entertainment which is performed in crowds, right? right? And then I also am one of that tiny percent of people who's at risk, like you and your tits, for serious side effects with this thing. Sure. So I also understand the precautions. And I, I, I do think we're in a really difficult situation of trying to decide. It's almost like we're being, people act like we're being forced to decide between a small amount of lives or a larger amount of livelihoods. And I think it's an unwinnable situation and everybody's angry. Okay, are you uh, going to talk about Sturgis? Jesus Christ. Let me, I want to tell you why I got to where I got to, you gaslighting bitch. I, so, I want to tell you why I got to where I got to. Why I done getting to where I got to and how I wound up standing at that gas station with that fella fuck shitting in his car behind me. Fuck so, shitting in his car behind me is uh, Skeet McGraw's newest single and it is crushing on the charts so i am sitting down our computer ha or our television the giant television that i bought has the internet on it okay sure and so i can 
uh, Surf the Web. And I was on Twitter on our giant television, which is already a pretty big mistake. And I, this was yesterday. And then I saw a feed that was showing live video of everybody showing up at Sturgis. Mm-hmm. And normally, I think Sturgis, I, I love the idea. Just con- I have family members who go to Sturgis, and I just love the idea of Sturgis just conceptually, just from an optic standpoint, because it's such a funny, like, first of all, you have all the real terrifying bikers who you wouldn't even want to breathe next to. And then you got all the, the Brian's and the Jeff's from Edina, whose wife got them a leather vest while they were at the office. And they fucking like go stay in a tent for a few days and smoke cigars. I, it, they wild hog their way out there. They actually pull their bike in a trailer all the way almost to Sturgis. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. they park their truck in their trailer. Yeah. They're like, hey guys, I have a dental practice in southeastern Illinois. It's yeah. a little far for me to drive. So I, I brought my truck. I, I make fun of, it's one of my favorite things to make fun of uh, when I'm talking to my dad because he loves the movie Wild Hogs. Yeah, it's, he sure does. He just loves it because he and my mom, before I was born, and this, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not convinced, because I was a, he poked me into her yeah. pre-marriage. So I'm a, I got- What? I don't know if you know that. Yeah. No, I didn't. That's another similarity for you and I. Just We're bastard be- children, you and I. I love it, I love it. So. Uh, right before, uh, you know, they got serious and settled down or before I popped out, my dad and my mom literally drove on a motorcycle in the summertime around the entire exterior of the United States. They traced it. And is that why I have a rickety spine? Maybe. <laughs> Can I? I could just see you in the stage of development where your spine is supposed to be really getting strong and it's just (laughs) i i just i love the idea of sturgis i've always thought it's very funny um and the but watching it watching them show up because they say a quarter of a million people are going to show up and the part of me that is worried about my health during the pandemic was leading the conversation in my brain as i was watching it and i just Mm -hmm. chad i started getting so mad and then I got madder. And now it's just me sitting in my basement getting madder and madder and madder at all these people. They're all showing up. They might all catch it and they're all going to go back to where they're from. And I'm getting madder and I'm getting madder and I'm getting madder. And then I like cracked and I just started laughing. And then I started laughing on a level, you know, when somebody freaks out at a funeral and can't stop laughing. Church like, giggles. Yeah, I, I know. I am falling apart because the other part of my brain started thinking about what Sturgis is and that it might be the only place on earth that COVID is like, oh, no, thank you. (laughs) COVID just floats up to the city limits and just sees some biker fingering like a 68-year-old woman on a picnic table at noon and is like, ah, no, guys, let's let's head on back to Nebraska and let's, let's be COVID in Nebraska. That, that fucking place. If you've never driven through Sturgis during Sturgis, that it might be the wildest, weirdest, grossest place on earth. The amount of park benches and trees in that city that have hepatitis. Like 
I don't. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm sure COVID is going to try to show up, but I'm not confident about that. And I just, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed heartily for like 10 minutes. Well, it's a fucking gross place. I went into a mitten shop in Sturgis once and it was just a bunch of old biker ladies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I, it was, it was a real uh, roller coaster of, uh, of, um, societal anger and laughter for me sure that's so funny and i'm i would imagine all of them were wearing masks yes absolutely. <laughs> um i think that's so there's a video going around that i haven't shared but it's of a lady in ohio that goes to the dmv with her boyfriend who is wearing a mask he needs to renew his license okay and she's in there filming herself clearly just to get likes right so i didn't share it because I, I don't want to give her any extra attention okay but I would, I'm just telling everyone, I would drag anyone out of a place. I'm to, I'm to that point where it's like, it's so fucking easy to just comply. So here's my new thing. I got into an argument, not, not fuck shit, nothing like that. But uh, this guy goes, I don't believe in the science of masks. I don't believe they work. So I don't believe in the science of them. And I go, yes, you do. And he goes, no, I don't. And I go, okay, then here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna meet tomorrow. In the morning, I am gonna lay raw chicken strips out on my counter. And I'm gonna let them sit there until night. Then I'm going to eat them. Then three hours later, I'm going to stand six feet away from you with my asshole pointed at your mouth. And I'm gonna give you a choice underwear or no underwear you are going to pick underwear thus you believe in the science of masks fucking quit it you don't want shit in your mouth put underwear on it's the <laughs> suffering same thing it drives me crazy so that's that's my new uh that's my new thing i tell everyone when they're not wearing a mask and i i love it i've had my kids drag me away from other human beings just like okay is this the shit thing again come on we just came for ice cream. Relax. Yeah, Dad, we need to go to Walmart, but you cannot engage in your diarrhea <laughs> metaphor about masks because we have to be home by 8.30. Science is only theories until we prove it. You got to go. I think I'm dying. Yeah, that's what I, I would like you to go. I know you normally say that, but I think you need to go. I'm going to take my temp. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>